Good morning, good morning, good morning. Hello, how are you? Are we all good? Well, I know one little boy who is going to be really well today. And who is that I hear you ask? Well, it's a little boy. He's five today. So, who is it? Ooh, I wonder. Happy birthday, Harrison. Hello, how are you? Are you excited? Have you got lots and lots of presents? I really, really hope so. More than that, I hope you get lots and lots of cake. Yummy, yummy, yum. What kind of cake are you going to have? Um, are you going to have a chocolate cake or just a normal sponge cake <gasps> or a carrot cake? What kind of cake have you got? I bet it's chocolate. <laughs> a chocolate yummy birthday cake. Um, so, happy birthday, Harrison. Have a lovely, lovely day. And I hope you get everything that you wanted. Lots and lots of presents and lots and lots of cake. Oh, oh there we go. Um, and the story is kind of for you as well so but we'll find out what that is a little bit later so the riddle from yesterday what was it what was it what was it let me see it was what has hands and a face but cannot hold anything or smile what is it um, is it a clock? I think it might be because a clock has a face and a clock has hands. So there you go. It was a clock. So well done if you got that right. Now, this is a bit of a ooh, weird one. So they have, they have not flesh nor feathers nor scales and nor bone yet they have fingers and thumbs of their own what are they so they have not flesh nor feathers nor scales nor bone yet they have fingers and thumbs of their own what are they well, I will tell you tomorrow, but I'm sure, absolutely positive, that you are not going to need me to tell you, are you? Because you are going to know it. <laughs> um, so, I have two fun facts today. One of them is definitely true. One of them, maybe not so much, because one of them is from my son. And he said, I have to share it on here so that every other mummy and daddy knows why it's so difficult to tidy up. 
So the first fun fact is my fun fact and it is a true one. So a bolt of lightning, so one bolt of lightning going across the sky or downwards, whichever, is six times hotter than the sun. Whoa! Six times hotter than the sun. Just one bolt of lightning. There you go. Now, hmm, this is the one from my son. Um, so listen up, mummies and daddies out there. This is why your children find it so difficult to tidy up. Okay? And this is one that you can use um, for teachers um at home for grandparents houses wherever you are because apparently did you know that toys become heavier when it's time to tidy up hmm. now let me think about that one <laughs> i'm not 100 percent sure that that is totally accurate but apparently, according to my son, it is true. So there you go. Now we all know why children find it so difficult to tidy up their toys. Because they've got so much heavier while they've been out. <laughs> so there you go. Mummies and daddies, you can thank me later. <laughs> right. So the true or false question yesterday was... Is it true or false that um, there are, bear with me, um, no countries have the colour purple in their flag? Well, nobody actually answered it. So um, I will tell you it's actually false. And I did say if you um thought it was false you had to answer uh, add a country and tell me a country that has purple in their flag so i thought it was only fair if i did the same so the color purple is in four flags of the world um dominica el salvador spain and nicaragua there you go so um, those are the four countries that have, um, I didn't know that about Spain and I'm, hmm, don't know, maybe. <laughs> anyway, anyway, uh, Daisy and Alice, you got, um, the riddle from the other day, right? The stamp, um, you got the true false question, right? Which is the one about um canberra being the uh capital of sydney you got that right oh capital of sydney oh my goodness <laughs> no oh my goodness me is uh sydney the capital of australia there we go but it's not it's canberra um going a bit mad aren't i but you did remind me and i absolutely 100 percent forgot so i do apologize uh that uh you did ask me a question as to the origin of surnames so i thought i would answer it today so 
short history lesson coming up. <laughs> so have you ever wondered where your surname comes from? Or when people started using surnames, which is your last name, and why? Hmm. Well, in England, surnames are also commonly known as last names due to the practice of writing the given names first, so your first names, and then the family name or surname last. So they're called last names. Okay. So, um, because people moved around, this is in AD 1000 England, okay, um, people didn't move around a lot, they stayed where they were. So they didn't actually need a surname, they only needed just one name, because everybody stayed where they were. But, um, I mean, even among sort of knights and things like that, surnames were rare. Surnames weren't widely used until after the Norman Conquest in 1066. So as the country's population grew, it became necessary to distinguish between people. And so names began to include descriptions of the person, such as Thomas, son of John or Peter the Baker, um, Richard the Whitehead, and etc. So those descriptions would grow to form the surnames that we recognise today. So, and it's really weird because to begin with, surnames were fluid, okay, which means they changed over time or as a person changed his job. So, for example, John Blacksmith might become John Farrier as his trade developed. Then, in 1538, the introduction of parish registers helped establish the idea of hereditary surnames. However, it was still common in some parts of the country to find a person entered under one surname at birth, at baptism, married under another name, and then buried under a third. How confusing would that be? Today, there are perhaps as many as 45,000 different English surnames, and they all come from different types of sources, for example, nicknames, physical attributes, trades, place names, etc. Okay, so common surnames such as Smith, Wright, Fletcher, um, Knight, Cook, Squire, Taylor and Turner are all based around medieval trades or occupations. Some surnames derive from personal traits or looks, such as Armstrong, meaning strong arms, uh, Swift, meaning fast, Red, meaning they've got red hair, um, and Short, meaning that they're short, obviously. And those are there are also some derived from where the person lived, and they might include Hill, Dale, Bridge, Forest and Wood, and also York, 
Lancaster and London, etc. And another common way of distinguishing people would be son of. So, for example, Johnson, son of John. Richardson, son of Richard. Exactly. Um, and an S at the end of a personal name also meant son of, for example, Richards, uh, Stevens, Williams and so on. And many Welsh surnames still follow that pattern, with Jones from Johnson being the most common. So there you go. Um, and sometimes a middle name might become a surname. For example, a child christened John Oliver might result in later generations adopting Oliver as their last name, their surname. So here are a quick list of other common surnames. So Wheeler, another word for a wheelwright, so somebody that makes wheels. Chapman, they sold goods at market. Inman, an innkeeper. Baxter, which is a lady baker. So any of your surnames down here, maybe? Brewster, a lady brewer. Lister, which is a dyer. Hmm. Walker, this is funny. Someone who pounded wool with their feet. Part of the wool making process. So there you go. Stringfellow. Someone who made the strings for bows. Wainwright, someone who made carts. Foster, and that's kind of um, an interpretation of forester. So someone who cuts down trees. <clears throat> Arkwright, someone who made chests or arcs. Dempster, derived from Demister. An old English word for a judge. Ooh. Kitchener worked in the kitchens. Coward comes from cowherd. There you go, see? Davies and Davis both derived from Davies, so D-A-V-Y-S, David's son. There you go. And the last couple, Fitz from the Norman or Norman French fielder, son of, um, what are they, Hurst, Wooded Hill, Shaw, another word for a wood, Townsend, someone who lived on the edge of town, how weird is that, Crookshank, someone with crooked legs, dear, Moody, and that's actually not what you think it is, because moody is derived from the old English modig, meaning brave and bold. So if you are moody, that is what you are really, brave and bold. And Tate is cheerful. So there you go. Um, I think that's really interesting, don't you? Um, so... That is where surnames originated and um, where they came from. So what's your surname? Is it Was it any of the ones that I said? And if you want to know more about your surname, all you have to do is Google it. What does it mean? 
um, and then you'll be able to find out exactly what your surname means and what your Christian name means. So there you go. My Christian name, Sarah, means Hebrew princess. So there you go. I knew I was a princess. <laughs> um, right. So uh, let's have a look, look, look. So it's National Scroll. can't speak. National Skyscraper Day today, so a day to go and have a look and see um, uh, any skyscrapers that are near you and wow yourself at the engineering ability that we have now of being able to build things like that. Um, it's National Welsh Rabbit Day. I love Welsh rarebit, which is basically cheese on toast. I uh, love cheese on toast. It's one of my favourite just lunches, cheese on toast. And it is National Pet Rock Day. Who has a pet rock? Hmm. Well, um... We have a pet rock in our house. It's very, very old. It's almost ancient <laughs> because it's been around for such a long time. Found on the beach and it's full of holes and where the, the water has got it. Um, I can't remember because it's so old. can't remember whether it's actually got a name or not. But it was definitely a pet rock and it was it's been kept for years. Um, so who's got a pet rock? Same. Um, and let's have a look. So uh, Sienna, you sent me a message and said that your favourite colour, I think personally, you're just a colourful person because your favourite colours are pink, yellow, blue, green, orange, white and black. So that's almost all the colours. Um, so I think... You're just a very colourful, colourful person that loves colour in their lives, definitely. Uh, and your favourite meal is mac and cheese. I love mac and cheese. Uh, anything that's got cheese in, basically. Uh, so I'm quite happy to just, just eat anything as long as it's got cheese. Um, we had bacon and mushroom rolls yesterday because it was National Bacon Day. Ah! <gasps> Yum, 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 yum. Uh, right. Now, the story. Let's see. What story can we read? Now, I happen to know that Harrison, whose birthday it is, remember, uh, loves the Mr. Men stories. Not only does Harrison love these, lots of you love the, the Mr. Men and Little Miss stories. So, his favourite Mr. Man story is, or favourite Mr. Man, is Mr. Strong. So, I thought instead of reading Mr. Strong, I would read one that's called... Mr. Strong and the Ogre. So not the normal Mr. Strong one, but Mr. Strong and the Ogre. So are we ready? I hope so. So here goes. 
Mr. Strong is the strongest person in the world. He is so strong. He can balance an elephant on one finger. But quite recently, it looked as though Mr. Strong might have met his match. Ooh. So one day, Mr. Strong met little Miss Tiny on his way home from the shops. And little Miss Tiny was crying. (gasps) Whatever is the matter? asked Mr. Strong. Little Miss Tiny told him she had been walking back to her house carrying a lollipop over her shoulder when a huge, ugly ogre had leapt out from behind a bush blocking her path. Give me a lollipop, the ogre had demanded. Poor little Miss Tiny had no choice but to give the ogre her lollipop. Mr Strong was appalled. It's not far to my house, he said. I'll make you a cup of tea and we can work out what is to be done. With little Miss Tiny sitting on his shoulder, Mr Strong continued on his way. Just around the corner, they came upon Mr Rush, sitting at the side of the road, looking very shaken. Whatever is wrong? asked Mr Strong. Mr Rush explained. He had been driving along the road when an enormous brute of an ogre had loomed up in the middle of the lane. Give me a car, the ogre had demanded. Poor Mr Rush had no choice but to hand over his car and watch helplessly as the ogre drove away in it. Mr Strong suggested that Mr Rush join him and little Miss Tiny for tea. They had walked the last half a mile to Mr Strong's house when they met a very upset and indignant Mr Uppity. This time Mr Strong had a very good idea what the matter was. Mr Uppity had been on his way to the bank to count his money when a huge horrible ogre had stepped out from behind a tree forcing Mr Uppity to stop. Give me your rat! the ogre had roared. Poor Mr Uppity had no choice but to give the ogre his hat, which, not surprisingly, was 
far too small for the ogre. I've heard enough, announced Mr Strong. Go inside and make yourself some tea. I'm off to find this ogre. I shan't be long. Mr Strong had a pretty good idea where he might find the ogre. Behind his garden, on the other side of the hill, there was a cave in the woods. Sure enough, that this was where Mr Strong found the ogre, lounging in the entrance to the cave, eating Little Miss Tiny's lollipop. The only trouble was there was not one ogre, but three. They were brothers. The ogres slowly raised themselves to their full menacing height. Undaunted, Mr Strong marched up to the ogres and introduced himself. Strong? You don't know the meaning of strong. Just look at ya, mocked the biggest ogre, the one that's got Mr Hupty's hat on his head. If I prove I am stronger than the three of you, will you apologise to my friends and promise to stop bullying? asked Mr Strong. Stronger than the three of us, boomed the biggest ogre. Even my little brother's stronger than you. Can he lift this? asked Mr Strong, raising a large rock above his head. Easy peasy, said the smallest ogre. Mr Strong passed the largest rock to the smallest ogre. But it was too heavy for him, and the ogre dropped it on his toe. He bellowed in pain. Out of the way, Titch, snarled the middle ogre, pushing the youngest ogre out of his way. I bet you're too weak to pick that up, he taunted, pointing to a huge slab of stone. Mr Strong smiled and lifted it effortlessly. Your turn, said Mr Strong. The middle ogre tried with all his might to lift the slab of stone. He raised one end three inches off the ground before he dropped it. Bang! Trapping his fingers underneath. Ow! 
roared the middle ogre in pain. Let me have a go, thundered the third ogre, who was possibly the least clever of the three, but by far the largest. With an enormous effort, the biggest ogre lifted the stone slab above his head. Beat that, he grunted through gritted teeth. But then his knees began to wobble. His legs started to tremble. His arms buckled and the rock came down on his head, knocking him out cold. Mr Strong picked up the biggest ogre as if he weighed no more than a feather and carried him with the other two brothers following behind over the hill and back to his house where he set him down in front of his three friends. Now, we have got all of that nonsense out of the way, said Mr Strong. I think it's time you said sorry. We're sorry, mumbled the three ogres in unison. We can't hear you, said Mr Strong. We're very sorry, said the ogre brothers more clearly. Now that's done, we can all have some tea, announced Mr Strong. Which they did. Although the ogres did not stay long as tea parties were really not their thing. (laughs) Oh my goodness. That was awful, wasn't it? Fancy that, Um, honestly. Poor everybody being bullied by three ogres. Oh, bullies are not very nice and I'm glad that Mr Strong got the better of them (laughs) and forced them to say sorry. Sorry. Anyway, there you go. Harrison, I hope you enjoyed that Mr Man story, Um, even though it wasn't the Mr Strong that you uh, love. (laughs) I hope this one was, um, you know, a compromise, a different one, just as good. Um, Right, well, tomorrow, 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 I think... (gasps) I'm already thinking about what story we can read tomorrow. Now, I'm not at work tomorrow because I've taken the day off so that I can make sure all my children go to school um, and get there on time and get there all perfectly dressed and washed and all sorted. Um, So who is going back to school tomorrow after their long summer holidays? Well, I hope you enjoy your first day back. Um, I hope you enjoy your last day of freedom today. (laughs) 
and uh well i will see you all again tomorrow so go to school absolutely rock it and let me know how you get on okay <laughs> um until tomorrow make sure you take care and stay safe and i will see you all again tomorrow okay so uh bye uh, for now